All right, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's here, guys. Super Bowl weekend. We've been waiting for this for a long time, man, and it is going to be a good one. We got Joe Burrow and the Bengals just sneaking through everybody, man, making it all the way to the Super Bowl. And Detroit fans are fired up. We got Matt Stafford and the Rams in the Super Bowl. We are going to get to that, I promise you, because that's what we're here for. We are going to get to the final picks for our Super Bowl Challenge contest. We're going to get to all that. But, of course, you know before we do that, we're going to get to some quick hits here. So let's get this thing going. Yes, I'm Mikey Wilson, and this is DWMOD. You. Welcome to the Detroit Bad Boys, Cade Cunningham. Let's roll. Down! Hut! 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 It's 2021, and Sweet Lou Whitaker is still not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. An atrocity. Ready? Aw, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl! Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! Hut! The Dan Campbell era has officially started in Detroit, and I'm all in simply for the change in culture that it'll bring. Let the next guy worry about winning. I love it. Don't! Good riddance to the greedy NCAA who decided they wouldn't share one penny of their billions in profits with players. Instead, they'll let name, image, and likeness pay the players. Hut! Bye, NCAA. You're no longer needed. Ready? Major League Baseball's sticky tack on the mound trials were nothing more than a witch hunt to hide the fact that it's home run or bust at the plate no one can hit anymore. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. All right, guys. Well, normally I would start the show off by saying a few things we're going to talk about here and saying you're going to get your chance to disagree with me or don't on this. But the next subject... I don't see any disagreement here. I don't think anybody can disagree with me here when we are once again going to start talking about Jim Harbaugh. This is a clown show. I mean, this is a complete clown show, man. This guy absolutely knows the game. This is not a guy who doesn't understand how college football works. This is not a guy who doesn't understand how recruiting works. Okay, this is a guy who completely understands what he was doing when he left to go interview for an NFL job on signing day. On signing day. I mean, you just won the Big Ten Championship. You just went to the playoff for the first time. And just like we discussed a couple of weeks ago, I understand I'm looking for an NFL job at this point. It ain't going to get any better. I mean, you don't have five Hutchinsons coming back next year. You know what I mean? It it ain't going to get any better. So get out while the getting's good. You finally got over the hump. You finally beat Ohio State. You finally did a few things you've been promising you were going to do. And, yeah, then you look forward and you go, hey, I can't keep this up every year. I mean, they're still out recruiting us and stuff. So, yeah, get while the getting's good. Ride out of town on a white horse. Okay, I get that. But this is some selfishness, man. You understand that the program needs to come first. You understand that you needed to be getting all that stuff done before signing day, before recruiting, getting all that locked up. And the only reason he goes up to Minnesota on signing day is because the guy thinks he's got the job locked up. This isn't an idiot. You know what I mean? They, they didn't look at him and say, well, you better be here today. I don't care what you got going on. You better show up to work. I don't care if your grandmother died and there's a funeral. This is not what's happening. He knew exactly what that meant for the program. He knew exactly that that meant dropping a grenade on this thing because the school would be left to find a new coach right now at, at, at the drop of a hat on signing day. Moving forward, the season's getting ready to start, man. Spring practice is getting ready to start, man. You, you just can't do this kind of stuff right now. And he went ahead and did it. Now, if you're taking the job, that's fine. You're taking the job. Shitty time to do it. Shitty time to do it. 
But then he doesn't even get the job, and then he comes home, and then he makes a phone call back to the university, and then they're letting us know the university was all excited, and, oh, my gosh, thank God you're coming back. Okay, you're here. And then he says, and I'm here for the long haul. What? 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 This is like this guy took his mistress out on Valentine's Day and told her, hey, you know what? This is it. This is the moment. Here's a box of chocolates. Here's some flowers. I'm leaving my wife. It's me and you, and we're taking off. And then the mistress looked at him and said, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you, Jim. I'm just not really into this thing. You know, I think I'm going to break it off. I think we're done. And she walks out. And then you go home the day after Valentine's Day and give that chocolates and that flowers to your wife. And you think she's supposed to be happy. And, oh, you're back. You're going to stay and you promise this time? Come on, man. This is ridiculous. And just like that guy in the scenario, he acts as if he's done nothing wrong and and everybody should be happy with the choice he's made. And look, I decided to do the right thing. Everybody get off my back now. You all love me, right? No, you're an asshole. That's an asshole move. And here comes the fallout because now all the kids, the kids at home know what's going on with mom and dad now. And guess what? I mean, Mike McDonald's like the older sibling here, right? Like he already saw the writing on the wall. He turned 18 and he's like, I'm out of here, man. I'm sorry. I'm out of here. Sorry, Gaddis. I got to go. You're on your own with mom and dad. He bounces. He already sees the writing on the wall. He knows what's going on. He's got his ear to the ground in the NFL. And then what happens when dad comes home? Boom. Gaddis is gone now. He's like, this is crazy, man. This is silly. Mom, I don't know why you're staying with this clown. I'm out of here. Bang. Gaddis is gone. Boom. Now we're I mean, a couple of weeks away from spring ball here, and you're looking to sign a new defensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator, and (laughs) all the recruits that flipped on signing day, yeah, they said it wasn't that many. We don't know. What do you know? We don't know. I guarantee it was more than a few. I mean, the ramifications from this thing are going to be felt for at least a full recruiting class. Four or five years now, expect us to get our ass pounded. I mean, this is a complete changeover. You just won the Big Ten Championship and went to the playoff for the first time, and this is where it's going to go. This is going to be a complete nosedive. My man is right at the wheel for it. I couldn't be more pissed off at his lack of respect for the program, at the stories that, you know, he come out and said himself, well, I was very honest with everybody on the recruiting trail. I told them, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be interviewing for these jobs in the NFL, but it doesn't mean I won't be at Michigan. Oh, oh, well, that probably tell you what, that probably rests assured. Walked right out of the house, and mom and dad probably looked at their son and went, you know what, he'll probably be at Michigan, we should commit. I mean, this was terrible timing, selfishness, do what you want to do, and it was for two reasons. Number one, he wanted out, like I've already explained. He wanted out to get to the NFL, right out on the white horse, because it ain't getting any better, okay? And number two, he figured, at the very least, I'll use this as leverage to get a pay raise and get my money back at Michigan. Well, that didn't happen either, and now did it, Jim. And now he's complaining about that back and forth. And now where are we? New defensive coordinator, uh, this guy Minter uh, from Vanderbilt. You know, this is the University of Michigan job here. You would think when this thing opens up, especially after last season, that you would have a list of candidates that would be willing to jump ship, even with spring ball coming, to come and take the job at Michigan. You would think that, right? But we got a guy that comes from Georgia State and Vanderbilt because, you know why? Because dad's got no friends left. Everybody knows he's an asshole. Nobody wants to be around it. You know, they can see this thing getting sucked into a black hole. Nobody wants to touch it. We grab a guy from Vanderbilt. Now, I'm not disrespecting this guy. He's working hard to try to get where he's get. This is not about dogging on Minter. But you can read his track record in recruiting. Wasn't very heavily involved in bringing in a lot of guys to Vanderbilt. That was his first job at a bigger program, which, I mean, come on. They're getting their ass kicked all the time. But my point is, 
These are the kind of guys you got to qu- quickly sign. And on the offensive side of the ball, we're just promoting from within. Quarterbacks coach, offensive line coach, you're now the co-coordinators, you know, because we got no other choice right now. We're in the 11th hour. Well, you know who else was in the 11th hour? University of Miami. Cristobal was in the 11th hour trying to find an offensive coordinator, right? And a guy left a playoff team to go down and be his offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, gone, out the door, heads to Miami during this period. So don't tell me you can't draw a coach during this period. You can draw a coach during this period if you're a big-time program and things look like they're on the up-and-up and they're running well. And like Miami, they're excited about football down there with Cristobal. They get Gaddis. Everybody around college football looks at Michigan and goes, that is a hot mess. That is a hot mess. No thanks. I take that job. I go there next year. You lost out on a recruiting class. You don't know who's going to be you know, the defensive coordinator at the time. Now it's this mentor guy. I come in and take the offensive coordinator job for a year. You're dancing with the NFL again next year. I'm left in limbo. I'm fired looking for another job. No, man. Nobody wants to come near this thing, man. Nobody wants to come near this thing. So thank you again, Jim Harbaugh, for doing everything ass backwards since you've gotten here. I can't say it enough, man. I'm done with this guy. I'm done with this guy. I'm absolutely fed up with all of it. Hey, speaking of clown shows, let's flip over to Major League Baseball really quickly. And I hate to seem like I'm just dogging and ragging on everything and everybody like it's all shitty and negative, man. I'm not trying to, but sometimes things got to be pointed out. Now, we already went into the whole thing this year about the the pitchers and the sticky tack and what a joke sham that was from major league baseball we already went over all that you know where i stand on that well now major league baseball the other day announced that along with the players association they've decided uh they're done with testing for steroids steroid testing is done it's been 20 something years we're done with it we're just not doing it anymore we're just not doing it anymore what does that tell you that tells you that we've been right about everything all along they know we need something to jumpstart this game right now, just like we did back 97, 98, because people are not watching and the game is terribly boring because baseball overinvested in the home run and now nobody can hit and pitchers are dominating the game because batters are just sitting up there and it's, hey, take a walk or hit a home run or strike out and nobody's on base anymore and you have a nine-inning game with two base runners and a home run, maybe two home runs, and the game's over. It's boring and nobody's watching. So what do we need? Guys, we've already invested too much in the home run and it's going to take us 10, 15 years of recycling, getting back into hitting at the lower levels for that to trickle into Major League Baseball and guys start hitting 375 again, 360 again. You know what I mean? We have some hitters in the league where you can get some base runners going. It's take a long time for us to do that. So right now, let's get rid of these steroids and let's get back to a couple monster years of home runs, man. Let's get back to some 70 home runs a year seasons, man. Let's have a couple guys hit 60, like 10 guys hit 50. Let's get back to the home runs. We're not testing for steroids anymore. I mean, this is nothing more than an omission of how bad they have screwed things up. I'm telling you that right now. And furthermore, to me, this is just like the marijuana issue with people in jail for marijuana. If you're going to make it legal now, then you got to let these people out. you got to let these people out of jail. So as far as the, the Hall of Fame goes... I got to switch my stance on this now. My stance of, no, don't let them Reuters in right away. Don't let them Reuters in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds and them guys that are caught red-handed and stuff. I don't care how good they were before they did it. Well, if you're not going to be testing for it anymore, then I got to say you got to relinquish the cuffs, get the handcuffs off these guys. You know, you got to let them in. Then I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about Sammy Sosa, Hall of Famer, tomorrow. 
you're not testing for it anymore, then it's not illegal anymore. That's it. Done deal. I mean, come on. And now we've got to tell a few people to knock it off. Okay. Uh, Rob Parker, uh, specifically, this big article about how off tune it is for Detroit fans to be pulling for Matt Stafford and just blah, blah, blah. First of all, we all know who Rob Parker is. Okay. Rob Parker is a joke. Rob Parker has made a career off of being controversial. What do 80% of the people come to a consensus on? He will take the 20% and then he will invent something from there to be the one person that's saying something asinine. He's made a career of being controversial, never genuine. The guy's a turd journalist, a turd. I mean, that's why he got chased out of Detroit. He's bounced all over the place because wherever he can land to get on a show to argue a stupid point, that's where he'll land. He's made a career on it. I think they should put him and Skip Bayless on a show and bury it on, like, Fox Channel 75 so none of us have to see either one of these idiots pretend they care or know anything about sports and that they're not just trying to be controversial. Uh, They're idiots. Anyway. But I got to tell people, knock it off with the whole uh, Detroit Rams T-shirts and stuff like that. That ain't the point, okay? The point is we're pulling for Stafford, and there's nothing wrong with that. The guy was great for the city. The minute he came into the city, that guy and him and his wife make fun of her all you want for her, her tweets and the things that she does. But they did a lot of stuff in the city, man, for a lot of charities and were really invested in a team that was no good, but the front office was not even trying to do anything about winning. I mean, historically, that's where this team was. And he had every right to come in here and be shitty and be pissed, do his four years, try to get the hell out like everyone else does from shitty cities. And he never did that. He invested, he bought in, he became a part of the fabric of Detroit. He was great for the city, always doing and saying the right things, shaking the right hands, doing the right charity work, being involved in the community. And then when he wanted to leave, he didn't bitch and scream and demand a trade. He went in there, he went in there and said, hey, this is family, man, and I feel like this is my family, but, you know, I mean, can we get to some kind of consensus here? My time is short, and I'd like to take a run at a Super Bowl, man, and I hope you can respect that. I mean, you couldn't have done it more respectfully. It wasn't all public and in the papers, and I'm demanding out. And I mean, this was mutual, man. He went in there and said, hey. And, and they looked at him and said, you know what? You've been fantastic, man. We'll do this for you. This was amicable, at, at, and that's an understatement. You know what I mean? This guy's a class act all the way, and there's no reason that any of us Detroiters should not be pulling for Matt Stafford to win the Super Bowl, man. And it's got nothing to do with being sham fans or some kind of whatever Rob Parker wants to say. Whatever, man. Just knock it off. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. All right, guys, it is time. It is time to get to the final round of our NFL playoff challenge with Anthony Finelli and Andy St. Clair. Now, the final scores right now going into the Super Bowl, DWMOD pod is way out in front this year, guys, with 53 points. 53 points. So it's a lock. No matter what happens, this thing is done. But second place is wide open. Anthony Finelli sits at 33 points, and uh, Andy St. Clair is right at 30. So this thing is up in the air for who's going to grab second place. But first, but first, we must discuss the Super Bowl itself. And are you ready for the Super Bowl? Are you ready? Are you sure? Do you have your Fago Pop ready for the game? You don't? You're not ready. Do you have your Better Made chips for the game? You don't? You're not ready. Go get yourself your Fagos. Go get yourself your Better Made chips. Or you cannot enjoy the Super Bowl. 
I'm telling you that right now. Get moving. And for the adults, you know what I'm going to tell you. There'll be no enjoying the Super Bowl tomorrow, guys, without having some of the official beer of the DWMOD podcast. Go ahead and get yourself some Old English 800, guys. Old English 800, mix that with some orange juice, get the day started early with some brass monkeys, and let's roll. Don't screw up the Super Bowl, because it's going to be a good one. Get your oldie, get your Fago, get your better made chips, guys. Now, come on. Let's get these final breakdowns for these games, right? Because Andy St. Clair, I'm telling you right now, you got a real good shot at second place, because Anthony Finelli did not get his picks in in time this week, fellas. He did not get his picks in in time this week, so he, by default, will get the Bengals plus four and the over. That will be his picks. So, uh, Andy, I don't know what you want to do about that, but after that really, really slow start, my man, you have powered back into position to take second place by storm if you can nail the Super Bowl, my man. What say you? What's going down today? Super Bowl! Let's go Super Bowl! Sunday, Bengals at the Rams. And it is a home game for the Rams. Minus four. The over-under is like 48 and a half or something. Uh, look, man, I, I have I have poo-pooed the Bengals every week. I didn't think they beat the Titans. I think they beat the Chiefs. Now they're in the Super Bowl. So I, I'm just going to keep betting against them. I'm going to take the Rams minus four. And I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Um, I think the score is going to, final score is going to be like 31 17, because I think we have it 48 and a half. So give me just barely under. Give me the Rams minus four. Give me the under. Um, props wise, props are so hard on the Super Bowl. But you know, one prop that does stand out to me a little bit is I'm going to take the over on Cooper Cup at 100 yards or whatever it is. I'm going to take the over on OBJ. And I'm going to, on his, uh, I think he was like 80-something on his prop. And the other Ram prop I kind of like is combined rushing receiving yards for Cam Akers, 83.5. Take the under. I just don't see a lot of running. It's just going to be passing, slow passing game. Um, If I think it's all this passing, I should probably take the over. Oh, well, it's too late. Give me the under. Give me the Rams. Just I'm going to bet against the Bengals, I guess. All right. See you next year. See you next year. All right, there you have it. There you have it. Andy is going against the Bengals. He's staying against the Bengals. I like it, my man, because I think it's going to be all Rams in this one. I like your prop bets. I definitely like Cooper going over 105. I mean, a couple weeks in the past, they had him around 140, 150. I mean, that's under all day. But they had him at 105, I think, for the over. I'd take that. I'd take that over. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm right there with you, buddy. And you know I'm on the Stafford train. I'm going Rams, laying the four and a half to Joy B and the Bengals. And I've been the guy that's been riding the Bengals the whole time. I mean, since week one here uh, of the playoffs, I've been the guy that's been taking the Bengals against the grain every step of the way. You know what I mean? Now, truth be told, I do have a $100 bet on 130 to one or whatever the odds were. Uh, I got 1300 bucks sitting on the Rams winning the Super Bowl right now. But truth be told, I also took out a $10 bet in about week 15 of the season on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. So that'll pay me a couple hundred bucks right now if they hit. Either way, I win, but come on, right? A couple hundred to 1,300. 
I'm going Rams all day. So give me the Rams. Give me minus four. I'm also going to play the under in this one big time because I just don't think the Bengals are going to do the scoring that they have in the past. I'm telling you, this one's going to be all about the D-line. Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, there'll be no answer for the two of them. And and if you remember last year, I broke down all the defensive line schemes and stunts I expected Tampa Bay to do against the Chiefs to flush Mahomes and make him uncomfortable, and a lot of them came to fruition. Uh, I got none of that for you this year because I just don't think the Rams are going to outfit think themselves this i mean i don't think they're going to over scheme on this thing they know that they outmatch them up front and i think they're just going to go in there mano e mano and play football i expect donald and vaughn miller to combine for four sacks in the game four sacks in the game between those two guys i'm telling you right now i'm sorry joey b you'll be back next year buddy but give me the rams all day long. Matty Stafford's the MVP. He goes over 300, throws for three scores, and the Rams take the win 27-16. And the Lion fans are drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl. Now, as far as a couple of more prop bets for you guys, get that money. I'm telling you right now, easy money is tails on the coin flip. Go tails, never fails on that coin flip. Put a hundo on that if you want. I will take, as I said before, I will take Cooper Cup going over 100 yards. I will take the under on OBJ getting 80. I just don't see that one because I think Cooper's going to get all the touches. Then they're going to get up top. So I will also go with the over for Cam Akers rushing. And uh, receiving yards combined at 85, I think he's going to rush for more than 85 because the Rams are going to be up in the second half late, and they're going to hand the ball off to him like a workhorse. So give me the over on Akers' 85 combined rushing receiving yards. And that's it, guys. I just want to thank everybody again for tuning in for a fun contest this year. Andy, we'll see if you can come back, take second place away from Anthony. Uh, you have an exact opposing uh, gamble this week. You know, he he has to take the Bengals and the points and the over, and you are taking the Rams uh, lay in the four and the under. So you could easily slip right into second place in this thing, my man. It is attainable. Thank you guys again, man. I know you guys are busy dudes. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your time being part of the show. And everybody that takes their time out to listen, please enjoy the day today. Have some fun. Celebrate this Rams victory when it comes down the line. And if you're a Bengals guy, celebrate this Bengals victory if it should come down the line. Be safe out there. Enjoy the Super Bowl and be responsible, man. And we'll see you next time.